from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka. This week on Nintendo Main, we have Johnny Silent on here to talk to us about Bayonetta 3, and how bad is Mario Party 1? I slayed over 24k. What am I buying? Resident Evil 4. And another game. What was it called again? Welcome to uh, welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast episode 345. Your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about Nintendo games and Bayonetta three. This week, um, we are your hosts. I'm Trey, living on Cloud Eight Johnson. I'm Jeremy X Pack Rehash Mikowski. and I'm Jim or or Joe or George or who who am I? And uh, this week we have a special guest. I'm Johnny. Not exactly silent. <laughs> Hopefully not for a audio only podcast. <laughs> the, thanks for thanks for joining us, Johnny. Uh, we uh, I kind of put out I kind of threw out a, a message to see if I knew anybody who was playing Bayonetta three, and I noticed that I that I was friends with you on Switch, and you had like over twenty five hours or so in the game. So so you've got oh, wow, got, much. <laughs> got pretty far on there. Wow, yeah. And I think and I think we talked we talked at a Twitch meetup or something, right? Like in like in the past. I think. Yeah, I've been to a couple of the uh, Switch meetups that uh, Kevin organized. Oh, okay, yeah, done yeah. a few online tournaments as well. Nice. Yeah, I just saw I just saw Kevin a couple weeks ago at a, a Mario Kart tournament thing he did at a brewery. Oh yeah, like I heard over, about that. Yeah, so that was cool because I haven't because I haven't been like a they haven't had they haven't had Switch meetups lately. Like the last couple I missed because I was working, so I haven't hadn't seen him seen him in a while. But it was cool yeah. to be out there for the Mario Kart tournament and all that stuff. Nice. So, uh, do you want to talk about your your uh, Twitch channel or anything like that before we jump into Bayonetta? Sure. It's I actually just started streaming like a month ago. Um, I just decided to start streaming um, for October. Some scary games. I played through Resident Evil Two, and then I went straight to Resident Evil Three. Yeah, it was pretty fun to do. I've I've played Resident Evil Two before, um, so I just. You know, I ran through that pretty quickly. And Resident Evil 3 was my first time going through that. And I was actually surprised at how fast that went by. Uh, I think I beat it in like five hours. Oh, but damn. I had a fun time with it. <laughs> I, heard, I heard it was kind of it was kind on the short side. I haven't played yeah, yeah. I, I haven't played the remake yet. I'm sure I'll play the cloud version of it whenever that comes to Switch. Yeah, it's a cool game, but it is definitely pretty short. How, do, how does it compare to 2, do you think? I say three is it's a lot more action focused. Like as soon as you start the game, you're like running from Nemesis, and he's like tearing up Jill's apartment and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely more action focused. There are you you move through the city, and there's some downtime where you're not really getting chased. But then you go to like this subway station, and as soon as you leave the subway station, you start getting chased by Nemesis again, and it's just it's really frantic and crazy and 
it just really ramps up. Eventually, he gets like a flamethrower and then a rocket launcher. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's on 10 the whole time, almost. Jeez. I haven't played any of those remakes. How do they compare to the originals? Like, what kind of improvements did they make? I mean, graphics, obviously. Yeah. Um, they, they look great. But, yeah, they, they do look really good. Um, I say the controls, you know, it's not those um, pre-rendered backgrounds anymore with the, the tank controls anymore. It's like third person behind the shoulder sort of thing. Um, you can, like, I think they give you more weapons this time. So, like, you eventually get, like, a grenade launcher that you can use. You pretty quickly get, like, a submachine gun, a shotgun. Um, I'd say the story, I think the story is a little different. It's been a long time since I played the original Resident Evil 3. But, um, like, Nemesis, eventually, he, he like, transforms into, like, a more feral version um, that you fight at one point. And then he gets even more grotesque towards the end of the game, which I don't remember that happening in the original. But I guess they want to really, like, blow it out and make it a bigger game than the old one was. So yeah, The only thing I heard about the original game was that the guy follows you and says, like, doesn't he say like stars or whatever? Like on the original yeah, one, where it's like stars, <laughs> and then that's and that all, and that's what happens. I don't know. I never actually played the original, but I've heard people talk about it like that. Oh yeah, I think it's worth still playing the original if you haven't. Yeah, uh, it'd be cool to see the differences. I think there was after they released the Resident Evil remake on GameCube, they like put out two and three, and I think Code Veronica too on GameCube just mm-hmm. as is. And those games are worth a lot now. Like I should have just bought them when yeah, they yeah. came out because they're because they're so rare. Like the re-releases of those. They were full price, weren't they? Or they were like fifty. I can't remember. I thought they were less. They weren't value priced. Oh, they weren't. I, I don't know. No, and that's why I, I think people were kind of pissed even at the time. Oh, I thought they, they were less because they didn't ports. do anything to them because they were just like straight ports. Be worth looking up, but yeah, there weren't a whole lot of those sold, so that's why they're worth so much. Yeah. Either, either way, yeah, they were not really not a whole lot of people got them, so you can't get them now. But I do have a, what was it? I have Resident Evil 2. I have the 64 version, which is pretty good, like where they put it on there with the cutscenes and all that. So I played that one, but I never played 3. But I did play, uh, since I'll talk about it later, but since Resident Evil Cloud, Resident Evil Village Cloud came to Switch, I played the demo for Resident Evil 2 and 3, which you can play now because those dropped as well. And I thought 3 looked really good, actually, like through the cloud and all that. I thought the graphics looked really nice. Uh, two looked looked a little like looked looked a little like blown out, like a little bit like too bright. I don't know if that's what the game looks like, but it shouldn't. Yeah, so it looked a little bright, but but three looked great. Like I thought, as far as like, and I think I think eight looks good too. Like through the crowd, through the cloud, I think the graphics look good. So why don't we, uh, without further ado, let's get into as we say this at every show, talk about what we've been playing and what we got for the week. Um, like I said before, I wanted to have you on here to talk about Bayonetta three because uh, none of us have been able to have, have been able to get into Bayonetta three yet. Like we we haven't bought it yet, but I definitely wanted to talk about it on the show, so I wanted to bring someone on here who had some experience with it. And also, it was kind of like a like a money issue thing for some of us, and also it was kind of like I wasn't sure if I'd had time to play it because I had just got like I just got Persona five and Near, and now I have like Resident Evil as well, so. And and uh, I guess pers- I always think uh, Bayonetta is kind of close to near, so it's like, well, I could just play near because that's like you know action type thing. But I played through I played through yeah. all Bayonetta one and two on Wii U, and uh, how does uh, how does this one compare? Between I'm sure you played the other ones too, right? Yeah, I've, I played through Bayonetta one when it was on 360 actually, and I did get it again on Wii U one and two, and uh, I played through Bayonetta one again. Get on Switch too. <laughs> <laughs> so they got, no, so I, I kind of wish I did, yeah. but no, I never got on Switch. Just Wii U, um, and so yeah, I, one, two, I played through a whole bunch. 
um yeah just started playing three does the uh how how is the voice does the voice sound too much different i'm sure you've seen some of the the whole thing yeah about i've that. seen a yeah. whole controversy um i'd say like if i didn't know that the voice actor was different i may not have noticed i, I feel like it's pretty close do you feel like the new voice actor is doing an imitation of the old voice actor's voice kind of or is it just figure fi- fitting that archetype that the company wanted or whatever oh uh, i think i would say that she's trying to imitate the old voice oh man she's gonna be mad <laughs> <laughs> oh what the, the what the original the original Hell voice yeah. actor yeah yeah i mean it's chris pratt just go i made different. you <laughs> chris pratt yeah. comes in i'm being it i'm here to stop on goombas koopas i mean <laughs> <laughs> I used to play the original Bayonetta arcade when I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm all for you know whenever uh, whenever somebody pay- posts something that that you know saying that a company has fucked you over or whatever. You should always uh, you should always believe the person, believe the victim, and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, and I was you know I'm still behind Helena Taylor, but I don't know. Her last thing she basically told everybody to uh, she she put out all the all the places to send money to if you don't buy the game. And I'm yeah. sure you caught this, but one of those was uh was those assholes who who post like uh anti-abortion billboards around. Like that was one of the companies, and it's like oh damn, it's like <laughs> um okay, is it like the uh, it's like billboards for whatever? It's like from Kentucky crisis pregnancy things or whatever. Yeah, you see them the round really? the ones with like the yeah that say like yeah, it's just fucked. Yeah, so that was kind of basically like, uh, like <laughs> when they saw feeds that. like uh, feeds vulnerable people like misinformation. It just basically is uh-huh. trying to like trying to guilt trip whatever like you know. Mm. It's, there, I mean, I don't, yeah, there's there's shitty there's <laughs> shitty billboards and all that. And I was like, really, you wanna you wanna put that in there? You wanna throw that in as uh, what you should <laughs> throw your band out of money to? I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to uh, <laughs> put that under sus. Put that under suspect. I don't know about that. Yeah, that was kind of that was the latest thing in that in that controversy. But I hear the great, but I hear the game is awesome. Like, so uh, tell tell us about it. What do you think? Yeah, I've really been enjoying the game lately. Uh, I mean, I I enjoy the previous Bayonetta games. Um, so this one is just you know, it's it's that they start you off right away with this um, kind of over the top kind of battle. So it starts off, you actually see Bayonetta die in the beginning. Oh, uh, you start off in this battle. <laughs> Where you're kind of meant to lose, and yeah, she just she she gets like crushed into like witch crystals, oh, <laughs> and yeah, that's where they, they introduce the new character, uh, Viola. So she's like immediately she's got. They tell her she has to like save the multiverse. Um, so she like puts on this necklace thing, and she gets teleported to uh, I guess the current Bayonetta's verse world, um, and that's when. Uh, so that was that's the beginning chapter, and then it goes to the next chapter where you're uh, the current Bayonetta now, and that one also starts off like right away. You're on this uh, cruise ship, and you start getting attacked by these, the new enemies, which are like they call them homunculi, and they're like human-made enemies. They're like synthetic, and, like angels, right? Kind of. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Yeah, they they do kind of act like the old enemies, uh, the angels. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. They, their arms, like, transform into different weapons, and they can, uh, like, liquefy their bodies. It's pretty cool. And yeah, that first day, they introduce you to Bayonetta's new moveset. It's a little different. She's got the the guns, the purple guns with the three barrels now. It's a cool new feature. There's, there's like, big guns in there, right? Like, I, I saw, like, from some of the reviews, like, they're carrying around, like, larger guns that you can use, right? within the yeah i actually just got this this weapon that's like a shield 
with a Gatling gun hitting in it. Hmm. It's pretty cool. I haven't used it too much lately, but I'm <laughs> looking forward to testing that out later. Do they still use the same like combo type where like you press a bunch, couple buttons and then you like wait for a minute and then you press another one? Is that still kind of worked into it into the controls? Yeah, it's largely the same. Like you got your punches and your kicks, and you can kind of combine them. Um, and there's like delay, a yeah, delay combos too. Yeah, I remember yeah. that being in the other ones. That being being a lot of it, where it's kind of yeah, like, it all yeah. it all feels very familiar. And uh, the new one of the new things they add is like you can summon the infernal demons now and actually control them. Uh, they have a simpler move set to Bayonetta, but you can like queue up the attacks. So like um, you summon Gamora, which is like that dog dragon looking one. And he has like claw, claw swipes, bite attacks. Um, he has like a headbutt and you can like queue up those attacks while you're playing as Bayonetta. So that you can both attack at the same time and that dishes out a ton of damage and uh just feels really good so you're um, kind of like uh do you like control one and then you go to the other and then it all kind of like plays out at the same time or are you actually literally like simultaneously controlling the two so when you summon them um you hold down left trigger or zl and you can't move while bayonet is because okay. when you when you hold down a button she's like dancing and that's like the incantation that she uses to summon. Um, but yeah, so while you're using it, you can't move, but you can like, once you queue up those attacks, you can let go of ZL and, uh, start moving around again if you want. And you, you kind of have to do a little bit of both, right? Like, don't you have to kind of like control your Kaiju character, but also kind of move Bayonetta in case Bayonetta is going to get attacked because you're completely vulnerable, right? When you're doing your incantation and all that. Right. Yeah. So at any time you can push the dodge button and it'll instantly, um, the, the demon will like instantly disappear and you'll do the dodge. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty seamless. Yeah. So it's probably pretty cool to like work between those. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. It took some getting used to, but yeah, it, it, it feels just great. One of my favorite parts of the game, I think. So when you can actually like when you summon those and if you do enough attacks, you can like stun enemies or even a boss and then you can pull off a torture attack. Oh yeah, I, I remember those. Yeah, those were in the other ones, right? Where you can like send them into like the they're like a one's like a conveyor belt, like into spikes and like and stuff like that, right? Yeah, like yeah, these different like torture weapons, um, and those do a ton of damage as well. Nice. And there's there's new characters too, right? Now, like, uh, well, I guess I guess Jean or John or however you want to pronounce her name. Uh, she was yeah. in it before, but now there's like those two D like. Uh, Almost kind of looking like old school Metal Gear Solid levels is like kind of what I thought when it when I saw it, like right, like, right, like the sneak yeah, around so levels. You, there's a few of them. So um, the structure of the game is like you do three chapters of the main story, and then you do the side chapter, which is where you play Jean in those two D uh, stages. And those are those are fine. They're kind of stealthy. So the two D, you have like these different levels of a building and these elevators that go up and down. Um, and you have these doors that you can duck in from the enemy. But as long as you approach an enemy from behind, you can do a stealth attack, which is like an instant, instant takedown. Um, but you don't have to, if you don't want to, you could just go in kind of guns. Well, the attacks you can do are a little simplified, but yeah, you can, you can still attack them that way, or you can use guns from afar. So when you duck behind some of these doors to hide for cover, they actually have weapons behind them as well. 
So you can pick up a shotgun, which is like one hit kill, or you can find this bow, which is like, I think it does like explosive shots. Um, I think there's like a grenade launcher too. I haven't used that one night yet, yet though. But uh, yeah, they're they're interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a cool like. Well, I I, I mean definitely a different thing from from the other from the other. Yeah, games. yeah, it is, it is a little different. Um, yeah, I just wanted they could really like mix up some parts of the game. Uh, so uh, in the different chapters, you like there's there's this one section that's like one of the bosses before you fight it, you go through this like kind of light gun on rails section. Yeah, so you're like on this train and you're firing these turrets at the boss, and he's like throwing these uh, projectiles at, at you that you have to shoot. If the time slows down, you gotta shoot the projectiles before they hit you. It's really interesting. Um, and there's like, I just did this kind of like shmup, shoot 'em up flying section where it goes from sideways to like overhead and then from like full 3D, which that was really cool and really fun. So, yeah, there's a lot of variety in emissions, which I like. And and it's still like super over the top, right? Like from what I saw from some of the footage, you're like you're like running on like a like skyscrapers, but they're like sideways and all twisted and everything's still like super like, you know, crazy over the top and all that, right? Yeah, there's this is one section early in the game where you're like you're riding on Gamora, the dragon thing, and he's like yeah, he's like literally sliding down these buildings as like the enemy is like twisting it up into like these weird shapes. Um, and in one part, you like eventually you jump into this river and you're like gliding on these, or you're like surfing on these boats. It's just ridiculous, but I love it. It's so cool. Is there any R wing appearances in this one? <laughs> Not so far, but I'm I'm hoping. Yeah, I haven't seen any of Nintendo costumes from the last game, but yeah, maybe they don't want to remind those. anybody about that uh, about Star Fox Zero and all that. And they worked, uh, they worked Aww. on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember that just happening kind of out of nowhere on, on Bayonetta too. It's like, oh yeah, I'm on an, I'm on an R wing now. Okay, cool. Yeah. But it, but yeah, that would, I mean, they both like they where everything was like super over the top. But I heard it's a little bit more like open ended too, right? Like the like the levels are bigger and it's kind of a little bit more open worldy, I guess, right? Like less. Uh, yeah, there's still segments. levels. Um, it's it's still kind of linear, but yeah, the levels are much bigger. They hide all these little collectibles. There's like concept art you can pick up, um, 3D models. Uh, there's a bunch of treasure chests with items in them, and there's like these three animals that you can pick up if you get all three of them it's like one of them is a cat that runs away from you so you have to try and uh find a way to catch it there's a this bird which will fly away from you and that's kind of kind of um a little harder to catch than the bird than the cat i mean Mm. and then there's these toads where they're like stuck to a wall somewhere really hidden but they like croak and the closer you get the faster they croak so yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of exploration in the levels now. And there's a there's another new character too, right? Like uh, Viola or Viola, how you pronounce her name? Yep, Viola. Uh, she's like, yeah, she's like a younger, like witch in training. Yeah, I've I've played with her a few times. She's, I'm still trying to get used to her. She plays a little different from Bayonetta uh, in that she's a little slower, but she has a sword. And she can like charge it up to these fire attacks, and then she also has her own summon, which is like this weird Cheshire cat looking thing. <laughs> and you don't get to control that, 
he'll just move on his own. And yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. And let's see. Um you can't so Bayonetta, if you dodge on time, it'll activate which time, which mm-hmm. slows everything down. Uh Viola can't do that. Or she can, but she has to like block the attack and do a parry, which is I'm having a hard time doing consistently, but <laughs> I'm sure I'll get used to it eventually. Yeah, I heard you have to like yeah, you have to kind of block it to get into the witch time for that. Like it's done differently than uh than Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's you know, it's always good to see more uh more variety in there, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of variety here. And Viola is one of those ways that it does it. How do you feel like this game runs compared to other Bayonetta games you've played? Like, does it seem like it that they're pushing the switch too much, or does it seem like it fits well? You know, Platinum usually does a pretty good job, but yeah, know. overall, I've seen, I've seen some mixed. Some people saying on the internet that it may, it may, the previous games may have run better on Switch. Maybe they're pushing it a little too much this time, right? Well, that would make sense because they're older games, but still. Yeah, you know, when I first started up the game, I felt like the graphics were a little, a little less than like Bayonetta two, but I wouldn't say it takes away from the experience of playing the game like um and maybe there's some i don't know if it's a steady 60 frames but it's pretty smooth where i don't feel like it's like a detriment to the battles uh which is i think where it really counts there's been a couple times playing the game where i'm like really wishing that there was like a switch pro for this (laughs) yeah Uh, don't we all but it but it doesn't like there's not like frame rate issues or anything like that that you can notice with it they're not major frame issues i don't like i don't i don't think it really affects like it's not a detriment to the game i'd say yeah the frame rate stuff doesn't really seems to me like the game had a pretty long development cycle it dropped off the radar for like i don't know what two years or something like that maybe three years so do you feel like it was worth all that weight um honestly i kind of do i mean i wish it didn't take that long i I feel like it shouldn't have taken that long but i mean maybe the pandemic also played a part in delaying things yeah probably but, uh, yeah i'm super happy here. <laughs> i mean it's been it's been what like eight years since uh between bayonetta two and three like that's a it's a pretty pretty long time from what i heard so yeah pretty long time i, I mean the announcement sense. was like six years ago i think it wasn't the announcement like i thought it was at the beginning of 20 it was no maybe it was at the end of 2017 game awards yeah it was at was the it? game awards i think they announced it at, at the end of 2017 after the switch had dropped because I think they abs- yeah. they announced at the same time as the Zelda DLC, like the Breath of the Wild DLC came out at the same time. And then like the beginning of that year, they released Bayonetta 1 and 2, like in 2018. Yeah. It, Again. Right. And then, yeah, then four years later. No. And you couldn't buy one physical. But now, but now you can. Now you can. Did you buy a physical, the Bayonetta 3 game? I didn't, actually. I, <laughs> I wanted to play at midnight. Oh so sure, yeah. I just downloaded. I'm just curious as to who's if who's left of the digital of the physical collectors because I'm all digital and I do the same thing. I want to play it at 11 when it comes out. Yeah, but you don't even do that anymore, John. Like you only did it. I don't thought you only did it for some games. I'd like to do it for Nintendo, you know, first party games. If I were to get Bayonetta three, I, I would get the physical one. Uh, I made an exception for Splatoon just because that's like such a you know, we'll play it for 15 minutes, you know, here and there kind of game. Those kind of games, you know, an Animal Crossing, certainly. Yeah, I'll get those digital. But, you know, for like a, 
a first party game that's more of a story oriented kind of play through it you know for a month or so and then put it out put it away i'll go fiscal i'm kind of mixed a mixed bag anymore but I, i've got gotten back to more physical just because of just seeing it all the like crazy price changes in games over the pandemic especially and i know that was sort of an artificial response to the global situation but still i don't know it just makes me want to treasure my actual physical stuff more and hold on to it and it also just makes me think about all that stuff I used to have that I don't need. Yeah, but you lost a lot of your physical stuff, right? <laughs> so maybe well, maybe digital is better for you. Up, even like uh, even well, even recently, I lost a lot of stuff like when I was younger, but not in the past like fifteen or twenty years of collecting games. I've managed to keep most of it. I'm I'm a hundred percent digital because I all the physical games that I have are the ones that I play the least because I just I don't like changing them out. I'm, I'm, I want I want like the the jukebox system where I can just play whatever I want whenever and I don't have to take the game out and put a different one in there. That's that's why I, well, I want an old like CD changers in the mid '90s or so. We'd get a hundred CDs in there. I want that, but for Switch cartridges, where I can have my physical Switch cartridges. Mm-hmm. Just put a hundred of them in there, and it'll automatically switch. It switch Man, back. imagine how bad that thing would taste. It would be so big. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be so big too. You know, I had one of those, like I had like a 300 disc changer and it worked yeah, fine yeah. for a while until like one CD falls out of the way and then it broke a whole bunch of other CDs in there because it was like a little, it was a carousel thing. Carousel, yeah. And if like one falls out of line and then the other ones go into it, it ended up just like, yeah, it was like a train wreck in wall. there. It ended up breaking some of them. Yeah. Just cause it got bumped and one CD fell out of place and yeah, it all. And it, it worked great until it stopped working, basically, which wasn't didn't work great for that long, I guess. So they used to have this little changer that you could get for the Game Boy Advance, where it would switch between three games, and you could put it on the bottom of your Game Boy. Which I was like, "What's the point of that?" But they made it kind of cool. So there was one. <laughs> Somebody had that. I feel like there's something you could do with it, but maybe not. Oh, I was, it's probably just yeah. a pass through. I was just hoping it would do like shuffle, where it would just like you'd play a level shuffle and then shuffle to a different game. Yeah, but that would take too long. One thing I did want to say about physical games too is that that doesn't mean a lot anymore because almost every game you have to download at least a patch to play it in the first place or uh, it's yeah. so much change about changes about the game over time that the original version just won't run on the hardware without it the updates and stuff so yeah I mean I yeah even know. even physical stuff on switch you still have to download like you're saying yeah, yeah, you still I have bought, to download like, updates uh, so it's hard I to bought, play like, it without a internet connection like I bought the Bioshock collection physical. I was like, well, the reason I did because it was on sale. It was a lot cheaper to buy it physical at the time. But I'm like, this literally has none of the games on it. Like you had to download all of them. It was just a cartridge to access the content. And there's the ones that are just like you buy it physical, and it's just a card that has a, that has a number on it. Mm-hmm. You just put that in, and that's how you download. But you know, but I'm all like you're saying. I'm I'm all for the eleven o'clock midnight release thing. Like most of the time, if it's a game, I'm really waiting for i don't want to wait because if i get it physical i won't get it until maybe like the night of the next day and i'd rather just play it that night it's so much easier you don't have to go anywhere you know you can get it pre-downloaded just queue it up and then it's running you know like here in, in the central time we can get it at like 11 o'clock for a lot of those uh nintendo ones even at 11 p.m so super early you jump it's right. nice no, to have a new game to play not only are you digital trade now you're, you're going more toward the cloud even yeah. I did get a cloud game, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's even less. I own even less of it now. 
because I only get to play it as long as their servers are still running. Yeah. But yeah. Eventually you'll only watch games on Twitch. <laughs> no. I mean, I still want to actually play games. Pokemon plays Twitch. Or Twitch plays Pokemon. There you go. I mean, I actually want to play it myself. Well, speaking of that, let's hear a little bit, a little bit more about your Twitch channel. So, like, what's your, your Twitch handle and, like, what times do you like to stream? And um, Yeah, so my, my Twitch channel is just Johnny Silent. Right now my schedule is, well, it was Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But I, I was only doing that for Resident Evil. So I'm not sure what I'm streaming next. I mean, I'm, I'm playing Banner right now, but I wanted to play it by myself first. So sure, yeah. maybe I'll stream that. Because yeah, you, uh, you said you were planning on jumping into hard mode, right? Like once you get through the regular story? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, what I like to do is I like to... I'm, I'm trying to get all the platinums, which is like... So each of the battles that you do in the game, you're like graded on your damage time and your combo points. So I'm trying to do that on normal right now. Uh, and then once I do that, I'll move on to hard mode. Damn. So, oh, so, so you're really, so you're actually good at it, is what you're saying? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've played Bayonetta one and two, but I don't. I think I got maybe a couple platinums like by accident or something like that. I wouldn't say that I'm good enough to do that. And and a lot of times I'll be like, I'm playing great, and it's like bronze. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So when I was playing Bayonetta two, um, I really tried to go after those platinums. I only did it for normal mode though. Um, so I'm gonna. I'm doing pretty good so far right now on three. So if it goes well enough, I'm going to try to do hard as well. Yeah. I mean, it, what I've, I mean, I'm not, you know, I try to stream whenever I can, but I don't really know. I don't know that much about streaming. I'm just kind of like try to figure out something that people might watch. You know, I feel like if you're going to stream, you should try to play, try to play something that you know how to play. I feel like it's more, it'd be more of a chance of people wanting to watch it, you know? Yeah, that's how I kind of feel too. So playing through it on hard mode might be might be a good you know might get some watchers or whatever you know. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, because I used to try to play games like when they launched, and like a lot of it's just like me just running around not knowing what I'm doing, and I'm like, why would anybody want to watch this? <laughs> you know, it's just like <laughs> I'm playing like the first hour of the game, and I don't know how the game plays. You know, it's like I feel like you should get. I mean, I guess I did do that for Resident Evil, but I think it's more interesting if you kind of know what you're doing going into it. Makes it more fun for you, and probably makes it more fun for whoever's watching it. I guess. I don't know. It's, yeah. I, I don't really know how that stuff works. Like it's like sometimes I think, you know, sometimes you get you get uh, viewers for something you won't think people will watch, and then sometimes you think people watch something, and there's like nothing, nobody watches it. So pretty much, it's all mysterious to me. What are the uh, what are like the power ups like on there? You can you can still buy stuff, right? Like there's still that like heaven and hell uh, area, right? Where you, where you can go. Yeah, and the buy gates upgrades. of hell. Yeah, gates of hell. That's what it's called. Yeah, you can still buy items uh, like health recovery, uh, magic recovery. Uh, there's items that give you attack up and defense up, and a really helpful one for if you die, it'll instantly revive you. Um, so yeah, that's so all in the shop. There's accessories that give you extra like powers. One will protect you from damage as long as you have enough magic. Another one is like. If you taunt enemies, you can get health. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can get accessories nice. to do. And then there's like there's actually a bunch of they give you now you can like customize Bayonetta. Like they, they have costumes as always. But you can actually now switch the color of those costumes, which is kind of interesting. 
But uh, yeah, that's all in the shop. Is there is there like one specific item that you should try to like save up for more than anything else? That'll really, you know, like a lot of games like this, there's like one thing that's like, oh, you should get this. I could try to get this one earlier because it'll make it everything a lot better. I feel like a lot of like platinum and like even going back to like Clover, like Beautiful Joe stuff, there was like, there's always like a specific item. There's like one thing you should always try to save up for and get. Is there, is there like one item you could tell? Do you want to tell uh, people that are playing the game to, to get on here? As far as upgrades? Um, I'd say probably. There's like this butterfly pendant, which that's the one that that will protect you from mm-hmm. from taking damage, which uh, is I think it's really helpful when you're going for those those high score platinum ratings. Um, so that's one. And another one is this one is I think it's kind of hard to use, but if you can master it, it'll make you really strong. Uh, there's like I forget what it's called, but it's it'll allow you to if you push in the direction of enemy attacks, it'll instantly and completely block that attack and they'll even it'll even stagger them oh okay. which will allow you to to uh get in a couple of attacks nice is, is so it, that's really cool is it like a time thing like where you have to like parry at a certain time or something like that kind of pretty much it's it's i feel like the window is the window to do it is pretty big it's kind of like dodging so if you, if you can dodge and get the witch time then you should be able to also use that item effectively nice Compare. I mean, comparing to the other two, like, how do you, like, is it? Do you think it's the best one out of all three of the bayonetas? Mm-hmm. I think I have to play a little bit more first. Oh, okay. um, I like Bayonetta two a lot. I actually played it uh, just before Bayonetta three came out, and I just I feel like that's such a a solid game. It looks really good still. Uh, it runs pretty smooth. I think the story is interesting. So. Bayonetta 2 is, is pretty high in my book. And this third one is is really cool so far. Uh, I've, I've heard things like the ending of the game is like kind of controversial or something. Mm. I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I'm trying to stay away from spoilers. Yeah, I get there. the only thing I saw was I just watched a review and they said that they really liked the ending, but that's all I know. Like, I don't, but I'm sure there's, you know, maybe people were divided on it, but I, I felt. What I was reading, they said it came together at the end in, in an interesting oh, okay. way or whatever. So you heard good things? So I heard a good thing. But I also heard other people, like, I saw that there were discussions about the ending. But I haven't watched any of that, obviously, because I don't want to know, you know. But, it, but you think you think you're pretty close, right, as far as, like, how far you've been into it? I just I just double-checked your time again. It said 35 hours, actually, instead of 25. <laughs> you just played 10 hours while you are sitting here? I know. Uh, it, it, I'm sure. Sh- there's a there's a fun trick on the switch. I think I said it on here before, but if you go if you go into tr- go to trending on, under your profile, you can look at you can look at like the new games that your friends are playing, and it'll show how long they've played, like before it'll actually show them on your profile. So if you want to know really? how much you played yeah, something new, I was, I was new, wondering how you were seeing that. Yeah, because here right here it says Johnny thirty five hours or more. So it, wow. it'll show you all your friends. <laughs> it'll show you your friends who have played Bayonetta three, like where it's at and all that. That's kind of what I was looking through when I was trying to find a guest. I was like, who's been playing this? And I was like, oh, wait, you got a lot of hours. I was like, hey. <laughs> so well, I just I didn't even notice there was that much. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good thing then, right? Since the game is so uh, is fun to play and all that. Yeah. Is I it fun to that. turn into a spider with, with Viola? That's like the one thing I saw from the trailer, too, that I thought looked cool. She turns into a spider, right? Uh, the, all the transformations are actually Bayonetta. Oh, okay. So Bayonetta turns yeah, into a spider. So- 
Because one of them turns yeah, into a funny. spider that swings around. Yeah, that was really fun to use, actually. Um, that's that's so each weapon you get gives you a different transformation. That one's uh, these like yo-yos with blades in them, which is uh, that's a really fun. Yo- yo-yos with blades in them is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. <laughs> exactly. Like it. Yeah, yep. it's like a yo-yo. But... Yeah, the weapons the weapons are amazing in this game. They're all so unique. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm 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 hoping to get it at some point before the end of the year because I feel like it should be a and a game of the year contender or whatever. It just there's just too many games on Switch, so I wanted so I wasn't able to play it yet. But I wanted to have somebody on who had played it to talk to us about it. And thanks and thanks for doing that. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Bayonetta before we move on? It's a great game. Um, if you haven't played the other ones, those are still worth playing. Um, but if not, I think you can jump into straight into Bayonetta three as well because the story actually you see characters from the old game but the story isn't really like they don't really they're not really connected story-wise i mean i for for me i had kind of had a hard time making sense of the story of the past two games like they're kind of all over the place so. <laughs> that is another point yeah. as well it was kind of i like mean I, for me it was more it was more gameplay over story for sure like it was the gameplay yeah, was fun and, and i wasn't really sure what the fuck was going on in the story i was just like oh cool let's kill more angels all right fun <laughs> you know and that, that's kind of how it was for me. I didn't really know exactly what was happening, but but whatever whatever yeah. we were doing in the levels was fun. So that's you know I'm sure it's kind of similar because some of those yep. plots get real get real complicated. It is, but yeah, the 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 star to show here is is the action in the battles. Nice, yeah, definitely. Well, um, if you want to move on from that, uh, speaking of uh, Resident Evil. I guess uh, I took I took my money that I had saved for Bayonetta and I spent it on other things, just because I was in a Resident Evil mood. Because we did our page, we did a Patreon episode about a uh, Halloween games, and I just played through the Resident Evil remake game again, which is the GameCube game, and it's on Switch. HD version's pretty good. Looks nice, like all of the they made all the backgrounds look nice. But I decided uh, I don't know. I put up a poll on Twitch one time when I was kind of I had had some drinks, and I'm like. Let's see if quit if Twitch if or oh, no I put up a poll on Twitter I was like does anybody want to watch me uh, play Resident Evil Village <laughs> Cloud on Switch and I actually got nobody said no so so I got it and streamed it on Monday it was a resounding yes it was a resounding yes so I ended up getting it I don't know if you have any experience with the cloud games Johnny but uh, not too much they you know they they get kind of a bad rap I think they run pretty good for the most part the the only thing that sucks that bothers me about cloud games is it kind of defeats like some of the greatness of the Switch, you know, where I like the Switch, how you can like turn on a game, like play a little bit and then just like put it to sleep and then come back where you were. Like you can't do that in cloud games because if you close out of the game, then most of the time it'll disconnect because it needs like a constant connection. So that's the thing uh. that's, that's kind of annoying. Like if you, you want, you basically have to play it until you get to a save point and then close out of it. So it's not like just you can just play a little bit and then, you know, jump out and jump back. Which that's kind of like Hitman Three say auto saves every I don't know minute or two. Yeah. Generally, I don't know yeah. about the other games, but I think that is that kind of standard with with cloud games that they auto save more often like that. Well, um, I mean, Resident Evil Village does auto save, but it doesn't auto save. Definitely doesn't auto save that often. Like I think it only auto saves when you do stuff. Like if you find like a, if you find like a specific item that's like important to the game, it'll auto save. Or if you find like a new area that you haven't been to before, it'll auto save. 
stuff like that. But there's still typewriters in there, just like any other Resident Evil game. You just don't need uh, you don't need the ink ribbons, thankfully. You can just save whenever. But it doesn't autosave that much. So it's kind of like, I still try to get to a typewriter before I quit. Because I don't know where it's going to bring me back at. But when I there were some points where I got killed a bunch of times. And then I would just restart whenever I got whatever item I'd gotten before I got killed. So it wasn't I wasn't set that far back. But it's still kind of like, I'm still a little wary like when I put the system to sleep. Because I know it's when I come back, it's going to throw me right out of it. Because it always, you know, whenever you start it back, it'll be like, okay. It's like, no, it'd be like a lost internet signal. So it'll go back to the main menu and then you have to load it again from wherever you were and blah, blah, blah. And all that. One thing else I noticed too is if you have a cloud game like running in the menu and you try to go to the eShop, the eShop does not work at all. <laughs> I mean, the eShop is already uh, pretty terrible on the Switch. But if you have a cloud game running in the background, it won't work at all. Like nothing Sorry, will load. No bandwidth. And it'll tell you it'll tell you that the game that you're using is using too much internet and to close it. <laughs> so, because oh, wow. so, I tried to do that today to to look at like some of the games that were coming out and like nothing was working. It was just stuck on a black screen, like with no, like no like buttons on the bottom or anything. It's just like I'm like, did my switch break? And I was like, oh, I guess it still has the village open, so I need to go back and do that. But yeah, I mean they they released it. They released it for forty bucks. Uh, you get some DLC stuff from it. Which which was uh, you don't get the new DLC stuff like the Rose shit or whatever or the third person. I, I figured that would come out with this since it was already out on other systems. But one of the one of the the people that were, was watching me on the stream, Dr- Dracoffee thirty one, uh, they had they they knew a lot of information about this, so they told me everything that I didn't know. I guess the DLC for Resident Evil Village on Switch Cloud isn't coming out until December second. And also, at that same time, we're getting a demo for Resident Evil 7 on on Switch Cloud on December 2nd. So that's when all that shit's going to happen. But you still get you still get some extra stuff. Like you get you get like a you get a different handgun that's like uh, stronger than the one you already have. You get to buy a bunch of stuff from uh, Duke, which Duke is basically the new uh, what are you buying guy in, in mm-hmm. the game. He's a little, he's much less he's much less annoying. It's very much. Uh, I mean, Resident Evil Village. I'm sure you played that one, right, Johnny? You, you played all of them, right? Um, I actually have not. Played oh, you Resident haven't played Village, Village yet? yet. Oh, okay. No. Vill- Village basically, to me, it makes me feel like they're trying to do like a Resident Evil Four type of thing, because you know, obviously, you go to this village. There's a bunch of, you know, crazed uh, people who live there. There's there's werewolves in there, obviously. Jeremy. Yeah, I've, I've played a demo actually. Yeah, Jeremy's talked so. about this before. Um, there, there's the werewolves there, and, and it reminds me a lot of Resident Evil Four. The game is just like silly though. Like the like the the violence level of it is borderline like slapstick is kind of what I got out of it. It's like it's almost like you're on a ride. Like a lot of it cuz there's there's times where you you get hit you get hand you get like handcuffed and they they like pull you through a pull you through a castle and you can't do anything and you're falling down, you're falling through floors and you know or you get hung up by your hands on a thing and people are talking to you and you can't do anything. A lot of it's just kind of like just pulls you through it and it's kind of more of an experience I guess than than whatever. But uh, I don't know. It's a silly game, but I think it's fun to play on Switch. Aside from the cloud troubles. And it's weird because sometimes it's a little laggy, but sometimes it runs really, really well. And it's just kind of like you just have to realize that that's just how cloud works on Switch. Where it isn't going to always be exact. But it's not... I didn't feel like it was bad enough to the point where I couldn't where I couldn't like play it. It's just like when you start it up, it's going to take a minute for it to get for the controls to like sync up with each other. Like when you first start moving around, when you first start the game, 
it's real it's real off and it takes a little bit to get started and what what i noticed is when i was playing it on the stream it was a little laggy but once i stopped streaming and played it it was like spot on like it was like the controls were really good like right right after i jumped off twitch so i don't know maybe it was because of the internet or something i don't know but it does i mean it's still it doesn't bother me it's still fun enough to play and i think it looks great like as far as the the cloud goes i think it looks pretty good you know going through it and uh, how how far did you get in it jeremy on uh, on 8 uh i didn't make it very far i was fighting one of the daughters or nieces or whatever you call them the the bug ladies yeah yeah they're annoying did you kill any of them yet i don't think so i think i just was making him like leave me alone and then come back again later oh okay cuz whenever you get like I think it's part of the it's it's like part of the story they'll show you, but all you have to do is like open a window and like the the outside air will like turn them into a solid thing that you can shoot is basically what happens with them. So you have to kill all of them, and you have to collect all these masks. And there's this giant lady called a was it Lady Demescrew or whatever her name is. You've seen her from the from all the um, ads for it, and everybody was talking about how great they like this giant woman. Um, she's basically like Miss. She's basically like Mister X, kind of from uh, from Resident Evil Two or, or Three or or whatever, or like the um, what were you saying? It's not the tyrant. What's he called in Three? The big guy that you said Nemesis. Earlier? Nemesis. She's kind of like Nemesis yeah. too. Like you can't kill her. Like you can't shoot her. But she will just kind of walk around in the castle, and you just have to like avoid her. You just have to kind of run from her. And I got to the point where you get a you get a special dagger. And you can stab her in the side, and she becomes this big giant dragon thing, and you get to kill it. So I killed her. So that was the last thing I did, and that felt pretty awesome because I was really tired of running away from her. <laughs> and I finally, I finally got to kill her. But it's, I mean, it's you know, like I said, it, it's silly. It's it's silly to the point of slapstick. There's a part where your hand gets completely cut off, and you put like you basically put a first aid uh, gel on your on your like stub, and then you put your hand back on, and then it's fine. And I'm like. I'm like the the realism of Resident Evil has gone out the window. <laughs> like they don't. <laughs> I was like once I saw it, I was like Resident Evil is not realistic anymore. Like they do not care. And there's a part of the beginning where you get like half of your hand bit off, and you only have like two fingers. I'm like, yeah. You just put your you just attached your hand back to to the part it got cut off, and now it's fine. I think you can grow your fucking fingers back. Like why are your fingers still gone? Like I don't know. It's a silly game. I, my I haven't beat it. You know, I don't. Well, I didn't see any spoilers. But my opinion is that Ethan, the main character, has become a werewolf during the time. And at the end, you're just going to find out you're a werewolf. And Resident Evil Nine, you're going to have to come back and kill Werewolf Ethan. That's my prediction for this game. I don't know if that's what I don't know if that's what it is, but I would like that to be uh, the way it turns out. But it, but it would be funny. It'll be Resident Evil K Nine. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, well, you know, with this ridiculous they got with like Village, it's like uh, whatever. I mean, I guess you know that's there's the castle part, but most of it is in a village. So, but I'm I'm not saying it's uh. I mean, if you have other systems and you don't mind playing your PS3 or five or, or four or five or whatever, it's probably better to play it on that. But I just like playing stuff on my Switch because I have multiple docks. I can play it in whatever room I want in the apartment. So I like yeah, having stuff on that. I played it handheld too, and it looked really nice handheld as well on the OLED, and it's just easier for me to play stuff on it. So I was like, and it was on sale, but it was only ten bucks less for uh, the PlayStation Four one. So I'm like, I just get the forty dollar one, whatever. Like I said, I used my bayonet of money <laughs> for for that for that game instead. But it's worth checking out. Uh, try out the demo. I actually ended up trying out the demo so many times that it didn't let me do it anymore. Like when I came back, they're like, you have you have used all the demos. You're not allowed to. Uh, 
play the game anymore. I'm like, oh shit, okay. So like three, hey, so like three or four times they uh, won't let you play. They won't let you play the demo anymore. So that kind of sucks. But definitely check out Resident Evil Two and Three. I think Three looks really good, like uh, graphically. I thought it looked real nice. Yeah, I second that. I haven't played all the way through two, but I do have it on my PS4. Yeah, but three never played. Three. And there, uh, and they did actually unveil the prices for the Switch Cloud ones. Also, like Resident Evil Two is going to be forty. It's going to be thirty nine ninety nine, and Resident Evil Three is actually going to be cheaper, which I thought was weird because it's newer. Like Resident Evil Two is forty, and Resident Evil Three is thirty for Switch. Maybe it's because it's so much shorter. Yeah, that's what that's what the guy said. Yeah, on that's, the, what that's what they said on the when I was streaming. The viewer said. uh Maybe because it's shorter, and I was like, "Well, but it's newer." So I thought maybe they would just be forty, or or two would be thirty, or maybe two's like the gold edition or something with extra DLC on there or whatever. I don't know. But if you want to get a game that's like actually full on Resident Evil style game, there's an indie game called Signalis that just came out. I think it came out like last week, but it's it's like it's straight up original Resident Evil, a survival horror, and it's really good. Like I've really been impressed by it. It's basically. It's kind of like a, you know, it's a, a futuristic futuristic world. You're kind of like a Blade Runner type uh, re- replicant robot person, android. Um and you're basically searching for this you have this you have this picture of this android that you're trying to find and you and you're searching through this uh this work facility that's kind of gone to hell. Like there's like dead people all over the place, you know. And basically kind of what happens is these rep- replicants instead of like dying as they would in Blade Runner, they pretty much become like these zombie like things. Like their skin starts falling off and they try to eat you and stuff like that. So it has like that has that horror, survival horrorness to it. And it's like the same sort of thing. You can only carry like six items at once, you know. There they have boxes that are all connected in one room. They have like save rooms that are safe rooms and all that. And there's like you can you can save you can only save at one point, but there's no auto saves, you know, like like the original Resident Evil stuff. Um, there's no ink ribbons, thankfully. You can save whenever you want, but still you can only save in certain spots. And if you die, you go back to that spot. Uh, there's limited ammo. You know, like a lot of times you're out of ammo and you'll just have to run past the zombie things. But there's a lot of cool things you can do. There's like a there's like an in- igniter thing that you can use to like put it. You can like catch them on fire when you go past them. Or you can like stun them and then like stomp them on the ground and, and these other things. And and there's there's you find stuff that... uh. There, you'll, you'll find like tapes, like videotapes that you can watch, like on a VCR, that type of thing. And whenever you find these things, you actually go back in time and you get to play through whatever you're watching. And a lot of times it'll randomly change to like first person view. And you'll like walk through this thing and you'll learn something then. And then when you go back to the present tense, you'll be able to use that thing you learned in it. And it has a really cool way of, they, they do a way of unveiling the story, like through like first person stuff where you can kind of walk in it. And that's really cool. And it's and it has like you know barely any music unless you're getting attacked by the zombies like that sort of thing. There's like dark areas that you can't go to until you get a flashlight to where you can see like what's in there. It's very much like the old school horror, horror the the old like survival horror. And most of the zombie things that you kill, they get back up. Like you can't permanently kill them. Like they will come back later. So so you'll so you so you have to run past a lot of them. You can't go through killing everybody like I, like I try to do most of the time. But it's really, really good, and it's like it's only like twenty bucks. And I, I heard a lot of people talking about it. And I, after getting through Resident Evil, I was like, I need to try this game. And I started playing it a little bit, and I didn't really get into it. And then I like jumped into it the next day, and I was like, okay, I get it now. And there's some really good puzzles in there. There was one that was actually reminiscent of like a, of like those written puzzles that you would do in school, where it's like there's three different uh, things that equal this much, and you have to use all of them to make 
It was actually so hard that I had to look it up online because my brain was hurting from trying to figure it out. But it's like, like there's like problem. It was like, yeah, it's basically a story problem that you have okay. to do in the game. Well, there's like so there's like three different water chambers. Like one tra- chamber is like twelve hundred milligrams. The other one's eight hundred milligrams. The other one's five hundred milligrams. And you have to find a way for the two chambers to have six hundred milligrams by like you know basically by putting water into each of the sizes of the chambers to make six hundred. If you remember, this is basically like uh, story problems mm-hmm. from from a uh, math class. If you remember that, but that's like you know that's like a lot of the uh, how the original Resident Evil stuff was. So I was really impressed by it. Yeah, I was just about to say that's something like that in Resident Evil too. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for more like original, less action. I mean, Resident Evil kind of fell. I feel like they kind of fell into the action game more than the survival horror stuff. I guess like when they redid two and three, they're trying to get back to how those were. But if you're but if you're uh, missing the like PlayStation One era Resident Evil, I should definitely check out Signalis because it's it's cool. And I think some people are going to be talking about it at the end of the year too because it was really impressed. It's one of those games while you're playing it, you're like you're like, man, this game is good. That's that's what I think when I, when I'm in there. And I guess the other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Mario Party. Uh, Mario Party One and Two just dropped on the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack yesterday. And uh, Jeremy and I, we jumped online and played uh, Mario Party Two last night after after we recorded. So, got to got to try that out. Yeah, Mario Party Two runs really well online. I think maybe I just I was doing a little better last night than Trace, so maybe I just <laughs> hey, feel that kick, way. You kicked my ass, dude. <laughs> it looked like it was getting grim there for a second because one of the uh, the computer players came back. I think it was Yoshi. Yeah, and started. Oh no, it was Donkey Kong, and he started stealing my star and. Being a jerk, yeah. we, I still beat him. Yeah, Jess and I were playing today before uh, before we started the podcast, and and Jess was in the lead. Actually, they had a uh, four stars, and the computer just like just completely ravaged Jess and was like stole pretty much stole all of their stars at the end. There, it was real shitty. Like Donkey Kong, and we were playing with Donkey Kong and Wario, and Donkey Kong and Wario stole two stars from Jess at the end there. And I ended up winning somehow because I got one of the, cause I got the happening star at the end, but yeah. it was like, yeah, but it's, yeah, we have Mario party one and two are there. I played two. I played two with Jeremy. I played two with Jess. I've actually been playing Mario party one by myself just because I wanted, to, I was like, you know, we always talk about how bad Mario party one is. I'm like, I should get in there and figure out why Mario party one is bad. And here's the thing. I, I don't know if, I don't know if Mario party one, Mario Party 1 is the brutal Mario Party. If you want to play a Mario Party that's not nice to you and will just, like, fuck you over every turn, then play play Mario Party 1. It's the Kaizo Mario Party. Like, it's the meanest one out of all of them. I was playing today, and the very first round, I got a hidden block. And I'm like, oh, cool, cool. hidden blocks have coins and stars in them. Nope, not in Mario Party 1. Hidden block had Bowser in there, and Bowser (laughs) took, took everything that I had in the very first round. I, I I hit the hidden block and Bowser shows up and he's like, oh, hi, I'm taking all your coins. I'm like, what? And I moved like two, po- I made like two spaces and then I lost everything I had. It's really mean. Like uh, the main, the major differences is like in this one, when you do a lot of the multi, a lot of the mini games, when you're winning coins, you're actually stealing coins from the other players. So like you lose, you'll lose coins in the mini games, which is unfair. Also, there's like, there's no, there's no items in the first one. Um, you'll run over a space that's basically poison mushroom or regular mushroom, and it's like 50-50, and you, and you flip it to see what happens. If you get the poison mushroom, you don't get to go the next round at all. They just completely skip you, and you don't go. Wow. 
But if you get but if you get the regular mushroom, you get to go again, like right then. So that's kind of how it works. But if you run into Bowser, he'll basically he'll do shit to you. Like I was on a level where Bowser will basically give you a coin, but he'll but he'll sell it to you for twenty coins. <laughs> so he'll like give you one coin and then take twenty coins from you and then kick you out of the level or then kick you onto another place. It's it's just brutal. It's it's real brutal compared to all the other ones. So I, I feel like that would that would be a fun one for me to stream by myself. Just like just like put the put the computer on hard and just watch me get my ass handed to me in uh, Mario Party One, but th- but there are, there are some like cool levels on there. Like I played a level called uh, Wario Battle Canyon, which is basically a whole bunch of little islands with cannons on them, and like when you walk past the cannon, the cannon will shoot you to another island, and it's real like it's it's it's, it's very much like luck based, and it is more like you know it's more like roll of a die, obviously because you're rolling dice in the game. But it's a but I think it would be a cool thing to bring into like Super Mario uh, Mario Party Superstars and stuff like that as like and you know and try to balance it. Like it's an interesting level. Oh, and there's like and there's so much there's so much chance times in the original one. Like I was playing by myself and there must have been we must have had chance time like ten times. And ch- and, and for anybody who doesn't know, chance time is the one where you can completely switch all your stuff around. You might accidentally give all your stars to another computer player, or they might give all their stars to you or all their coins or whatever. It's very, uh, it's very mean. <laughs> and, and I played a whole 20 round game of Mario Party 1. And I didn't have, I, I didn't want, I didn't have one of the, uh, of the stick rotation, uh, mini games on there while I was playing by myself, which is weird because that's, because it's kind of known for the, the ones where you have to grind it, you know. And there is a warning on the game now when you start it up on the Nintendo Switch Online. It warns you not to spin the analog stick with your palm because it'll probably hurt you. So, do you think there's any chance they uh, nerfed it to an extent to where it would show them less often? I don't know. I, I wouldn't think they would actually change stuff in the game, but maybe. I played a whole game and there wasn't a single rotating one. But I played today and I got the I got the fishing one, which you do you do rotate it to to pull in the to pull in the rod. But that's that's about it. I haven't done any. I haven't done like the tug of war or the or like the the raft one or anything like that. But but a lot of the a lot of the good uh, mini games from two from Mario Party two that people remember are in one originally like the space like the face stretcher one that's like a playoff Super Mario sixty four at the beginning where you stretch the faces to make it the right way the one where you like have the little jackhammer and you trace around the face that's like from the original one like the shy guy one where you hold up the two different colors like shy guy says like that's from the first game too um, the one the crane game where you pick up the people. That's in the first one, but in the first one you get a third of their coins if you pick them up. So that's the difference. Like you get you get screwed so much more in the games, and also there's there's uh, single player games in the first one, and a lot of those if you lose they take coins from you as well, and just nobody gets them. And there's some games where you just don't get anything for surviving the game. Like you don't even win any coins. If it, it's like three versus one, and the one person, if you go through it, you just won't lose coins and that's it. You won't actually gain anything. So, so yeah, if you want to do the more like, uh, the more difficult Mario party, I recommend Mario party one, I guess <laughs> I, I definitely want to play through it and see all the, cause there are more, there are more boards in that one than Mario party two. I think there's like eight, eight boards in Mario party one. And I think there's only like five and two or something like that. And if you want to unlock all the boards in two, all you have to do is play all of the boards and then you get the Bowser board. And in the in the Mario Party one, you have to play all of the boards, and you get a and you get a board. But then you also have to collect a total of a hundred coins to, or not a hundred coins, a hundred stars to get like the ultimate star board, 
which that's going to take forever because it like, unless you play four player games like with your friends and then you'll get more stars or whatever. But I'm happy they're there. I'm happy they're online. It's a shame there is no sort of a, there's no way for you to play against random people online. But if you have friends on a Nintendo Switch online, you can play your friends on there. I'm not sure if you can do more than one to a system, but I, I think we should try it because I think it might, I think you might be able to. Maybe I I would hope you could, but yeah, we didn't try it last night because Shauna was sitting there while I was playing it with uh, Trey, and she could have hopped on if she'd wanted, but she was busy doing something else. But she was giving commentary to our uh, yeah, she ended up watching <laughs> to and, our Mario Party too. Yeah. So I mean, she was there, she was there with it. So she was there in spirit. But um, I just think it's a really cool thing they added on there. You know, like it's just another really co- fun multiplayer game. You just get to play with your friends if well if they have it. I th- I think that the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack has has really like I think it's really worth it now. Like whenever I look at it and see all those games on there, I'm like, that's cool. You know, I don't I know a lot of people were saying it was too expensive when it came out. It's like what thirty bucks a year. I don't I don't know. I think it's I think it's become Dude, for the for the actual yeah yeah. I mean, three hundred thirty bucks a year for the edition of the sixty four and Genesis yeah. stuff. But I think it's worth it. I think they've added enough sixty four stuff there that I look at it. I was like, hey, there's a lot of games on here, and there's still more coming so i think, I it think it's worth it too and actually explore on the subject i went to go uh, play um uh, uh, uh mario maker online and i got uh noticed that i wasn't connected anymore and i realized oh wait my my subscription had expired oh and so i think we're, we're probably we probably all got it at the same time right did you guys subscriptions expire uh week? mine well i have mine on like auto charge so I know I noticed yeah. that all of a sudden fifty dollars was missing from my account from Nintendo, and yeah. I was like, "What?" And then I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, no, it's just it's just Switch Online." Because I didn't have mine on auto charge for whatever reason, so I ended up spending that thirty five dollars that I was debating what should I spend it on? Should I save it for Sifu? I, I spent it on the Switch Online. Oh sure, yeah. So, but thank you, Jeremy, for that. But no, I'm happy. I'm happy. Mario Party One and Two are there. For anybody who wants to see the origins and torture yourself on Mario Party One, you can. There it is. It'd be it's it's a fun one to play if you if you don't mind getting fucked over constantly because that's basically what happens in that game more than anything else. So play it at your own risk, I guess. But it's nice. It's nice. It's on there for any of us. Any of us who want to torture ourselves. Yeah, maybe buy a controller. You can just like destroy. Buy some gloves. Or, or... Buy some gloves for your hand, so you don't so you don't know. Uh hurt your palm while you're doing those while you're doing those games. Nintendo should send out those gloves they did originally mm-hmm. to, to all members. You know, you've already paid that much money. You should get a glove. Yeah. Yeah, you should give us our fucking glove. Like uh back in the day of uh Nintendo Club. Just like send you some physical items. They have the the um the sixty four controller that you can get from Nintendo, don't you? Yeah, we we all have one. Yeah the, have the wireless mm-hmm. one. Oh nice. I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. They're great. It's really nice for uh I mean, I felt like I had to get that one because the 64 controller is such a weird controller. It's like so different from other controllers that I yeah, felt like I wanted bumps. to get that one specifically. And I, I've, and I've enjoyed playing with it. Like I, uh, what Pilot Wing 64 just came out, and I played a lot of that on there, and it was really nice to play it with the original, with the original uh, controller and configuration and all that stuff. Nice. Well, uh, that's that's good for what I've been playing. But uh, why don't we take a break? And then we'll come back and talk about Jeremy and John stuff and talk about some news. Sounds so good. we'll be right back.
Hey, hey you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! in with that uh mario party one soundtrack i guess i forgot to mention this before we before we uh went to break but you know yasunori mitsuda of uh, the guy who did the soundtrack for chrono trigger was the original composer of mario party one can you believe that yeah yeah yes yeah, so. yeah, yasunori mitsuda i did not know that who also worked on uh well i guess he was on the credits of xenoblade chronicles 3 and other xenoblade games also did the soundtrack of chrono trigger and chrono cross um, was a was was the um, composer for Mario Party, and I saw there was a an article recently. Um, somebody did an article about about it recently that there were over two hundred songs that he wrote for Mario Party that were scrapped, that did not make it into the final oh product. Two hundred. So, yeah, so there he you go. Calls it a bitter memory. Yeah, he wasn't very happy about it either. Like it, I guess it wasn't a great experience all around for for him, but. <laughs> I just I saw that was I saw his name and I was like really because he's a he's on the soundtrack for Sea of Stars also which is a game we've been following and I'm I'm on the Kickstarter for that too. It is about that tomorrow. But uh, he, I mean he's known for Chrono Trigger and I was like oh really Mario Party one like how how the fuck did you go from Chrono Trigger to Mario Party? And I always thought Mario Party's soundtracks weren't that great, but you know maybe I'll have to listen to Mario Party one a little bit more. Maybe it's those hidden tracks, those 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 missing tracks. The two hundred tracks are really the ones yeah. that really uh, <laughs> that really kick. I mean, there's some all right songs, and there's just a lot of it's like kind of basic, and it's not really something you want to listen to outside of the game. Like that's uh, that's kind of my thing with Mario Party, with Mario Party soundtracks. Put out an album of the two hundred cut Mario Party sound uh, songs. The one that has like on here. The one that has like yeah. ten extra discs.
right. with all those tracks on there. All right, Jeremy, what have you been doing? I've been searching high and low for those songs. No, I um, I said it was going to be kind of a rehash of what I talked about in X Pack. Well, not everyone here would have heard that. I was going to say, don't make listeners. it, don't make it too similar, because. Uh, well, no, I won't. Uh, I but I've actually made some stuff. Don't want to give, don't want to give away the good stuff. So first off, Dark Souls, keep playing that, hoping to beat that by the end of the year. Man, time is ticking. It's ticking. It's but November now. I'm <laughs> currently on ceaseless discharge. So yeah, there's a lot of really great names for monsters in this game, and. I think they, they kind of kept it up as they went into the later games, but I don't know. Some of these just like, really? Like, why? Ceaseless Discharge? I don't know. It, it established something. Maybe maybe in Demon Souls, there's something called de- Ceaseless Discharge as well, and this is a reference to that. But It's another term for diarrhea. Seems kind of gross, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's basically like um, Lava Incarnate. It's some kind of god that you're fighting that's made out of lava, but also actually physically embodies the lava in the whole, this whole area or possibly the whole land i don't know this game's got got stories to tell you but uh it's fun you know still playing that and uh i really only stopped to play it a couple days ago because i started playing the other game i talk about in uh the x-pack which is vampire survivors which is not on switch but it was three dollars on steam so come on i gotta play it and i'm glad i did you know i had the uh i bought it for the episode specifically and I'm glad I did because now I keep playing it. So I've had my best run earlier right before we played or right before we start recording rather. Um, I played for almost 30 minutes. I was like six seconds short of 30 minutes, which I don't know if I was going to get anything better. But uh, yeah, the goal of the game is to like last as long as you can. Uh, Well, to a certain extent. And I actually beat a couple of the like big bosses they throw at you in the end death. He's like chasing you and he takes about five minutes to kill him but you just keep running away from him. And uh, then another one spawns and shit gets crazier. But I keep playing this game, so I know I've played at least 10 hours of it because I've played over 20 runs. I've beat over 100,000, or I've killed over 100,000 enemies, and I've unlocked about a dozen characters. So it's fun. I just keep playing it. Play it if you have a, a access to Steam, or uh, it's also on Mac OS. I think you can find it. Yeah. It's not on consoles, really, other than it will be on uh, Xbox next week, I think. Uh, November 10th, yeah. So it's kind of right around the corner. What day is it today? The second, yeah. The second. Did you you ever get into the Dark Souls games at all, Johnny? Have you you jumped in? Have you uh, fucked around with that? Yeah, I love the Dark Souls games, actually. Yeah, I've played all three of them. Did you play Elden Ring? Yep, Elden Ring 2. Okay. Jeremy made his pledge this year to finally beat a Souls game. So yeah. you went heavy into Elden Ring, and you got almost all the way to the end, right? But now you I got pretty far, but then I switched over to, well, then I switched over to Bloodborne. Got pretty far into that. I don't know really how far. And then I switched over to uh, other games, and then eventually Dark Souls because it was on sale, and now I'm just like, alright, crap, time's like ticking. I'm not going to finish Elden Ring, the stupid fire giant. I'm going to be talking oh, about the fire, yeah, the fire giant until I die. That's a tough one. <laughs> how how far how far is the end of the game from the uh, from the fire giant if you remember how much do you have left after you beat that i don't know i mean i know there's still several hard bosses but i think it kind of turns into a boss rush not long after that like there's a couple other levels like other like areas but at that point i've got the full map besides like fair missoula i think and the high tree or whatever the hell that thing's called the halid tree uh. 
I don't know. I haven't beat it. It's been a while, but I do listen to a podcast about it every week. And, uh, and so <laughs> I do stay like to connected to, to the lore. Yeah. I just want to stay connected to it. So I don't forget. And they're, they're already like just about caught up to where I was, um, because they beat Radon and now they're going up on, well, they're getting ready to go up on the plateau, but before they do, they're going to go down into the, the seal for a river depths for a while. And that's a place that I don't remember at all. So I'm glad they're doing it again for me. Um, in the meantime, I actually restarted the game too because I wanted to play as a different like I want to play as more of the faith based yeah, faith based build, and so I actually kind of interrupted my own Elden Ring to play more Elden Ring because I've got it on PC, but I can't really get it to run on my TV very well from my laptop. There's some sort of like uh, artifacting or something that's happening, so I ended up buying it on PlayStation Four, and that's where I play it now when I play it, but. On that version, I'm just about to fight Radon. That's where I'm at in that version. But the faith base builds more fun. I'm having more fun with that one than the uh, so just straight up sorcery that I was doing before. But anyway, where was I? Oh yeah, Dark Souls. Uh, still plan on beating it by the end of the year. But um, you know, there's been a lot of other games that I played this year that have distracted me, and now I'm just kind of playing all these great ones, and I hope it all kind of like coalesces into me eventually finishing all of them, and then being some sort of like cool guy that plays souls games <laughs> some sort of dark souls person some sort of cool soul guy i won't grow a soul patch i promise i was gonna say there's also a, a game called harvestella coming out in a couple days yeah i might buy that a few days that might uh that might halt your progress on uh dark souls Have yeah, i still plan on picking that one up probably right away so yes crap also this vampire survivor game is pretty fun haven't seen your reviews on it yet but uh there was like a um, Japanese review that gave it pretty good. So I don't know. That's a good sign. Well, I didn't do too much this week. I bought Resident Evil 4 after some waffling last week. I just went ahead and bought it. Nice. And, uh, there you go. I jumped back in for, I, I did not play it for very long. I, I played it for maybe, maybe 15 minutes or something like that. But I was surprised by how rusty I was at it and how unfamiliar the controls seemed to me. Um, like, I, I tried. I fidgeting. I tried fidgeting around with some of the like tilt sensitivity. Like mm-hmm. I found the aiming was a little difficult. And I was like, I was like not good at it. So, fifteen minutes of that, and you know, it was like late at night. So I just gave up and went to bed. But I'm looking forward to playing it more next week when I have some have some time. And uh, incidentally, I just saw Mega sixty four put out a, a funny video this week about the like seventeen times that. Resident Evil 4 has been released on all Everything. different platforms and the repeated excitement yeah. about, oh, it's a must-buy, and I was kind of feeling that. So, uh, But then the other game that I bought this week, which I alluded to with my my name, was the Amnesia Collection. I, I did talk about that a little bit on the show, so I don't want to... Yeah. On the X-Pack, so I don't want to repeat, repeat myself. But I, I've enjoyed uh, the... I think I, I think I put an hour or so into the first game. And I'm really intrigued to play some more. I forgot to mention on the X Pack, this is you know not repeat information, but I bought uh, Amnesia like in, I would say 2010 or something like that. Um, it was part of a humble bundle that I got with I got with uh, uh, Braid and with what's not not inside. What's the other one? Limbo. Limbo. Yeah. Yeah. Braid and Limbo, and so those other two games drew my attention. Amnesia did not get my attention back then. 
So, but I'm I'm interested to see. Like, oh, now that I don't have those other games to fo- those other games to focus on, this one is actually intriguing me more. I'm, I'm realizing that it's in certain ways a lot like uh, Eternal Darkness, which was such a cool game that we all love on GameCube. But I'm I'm intrigued to go find out more about this game. I thought it was pretty good from what I played of it, but I didn't play. I played it like for a day and for like three hours, and I'm like, "This is cool," and then I didn't go back to it. Yep, that's it for me. All right, well, let's move on to the news stuff. News, 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 news. Don't snooze or you miss the news. Uh, let's talk about the games releasing this week. Ace Angler is coming out this week, which I've actually seen this game on the Japanese eShop a bunch of times, and it looked it looked interesting. There's a demo out right now. Isn't it kind of like a, I don't know, sort of like a Mario Party-esque fishing game? You watch some yeah, of this, like right, John? Mario Party meets Animal Crossing fishing. Like, I mean, the characters are rip-off Animal Crossing. Yeah, they look like Animal Crossing characters. But, like, looking at some of the games, they look like Mario Party games, like more like mini-games, quick games. I remember seeing this on the the Japanese eShop, and I think I might have even downloaded a demo of it in Japanese and just never got around to playing it. But you can download a demo of it now. I actually downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. But I do want to try it out just because I'm interested to see how it works. So there's that. Sonic Frontiers comes out on Tuesday. I was going to say, that's kind of, I guess it's kind of a, I was considering that being a next week thing, but that's fine. We can we'll talk, talk about, about it. Next week, but yeah. Uh, yeah, Sonic Frontiers and like Sifu are coming out like on the same day. So, yeah. I'm going to get Sifu at some point. Not, not right now. Because you got to get Sonic Frontiers that. instead, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally waiting on Sonic Frontiers. We'll see. I'm really I interested. That's how people said Sonic, Sonic Frontiers was Sifu. Yeah. I guess I have Sifu. It's the shorter They're version. the same game. Yeah. It's a shorter <laughs> version of Sonic, of Sonic Frontiers. I'm really curious to see how people rate it, you know, in the end. I mean, I'm I'm not and I'm not really I'm not uh about to like rush to to buy a full price Sonic game, but yep. I'm curious I'm to see what the ideas on it are. 7 maybe 8. Yeah, 7 or 8. Doraemon Story of Seasons Friends of the Great Kingdom, which I thought this game already came out, but it's coming out this week. There's a deluxe edition for 60 bucks. There's a regular edition for $50. You can get a demo for that, too, which I downloaded it. So there you go. Shatter is out now, too, which I've talked that up before. It was a really cool PlayStation 3 uh, downloadable indie game where you it's basically kind of like Breakout, but it has more. Uh, you can do a little bit more with it, and there's bosses and stuff, and the soundtrack's really good. It's 10 bucks. Uh, I know I said I was going to get it. I'm still planning to at some point, but... I don't know. We'll see. There's too much stuff coming out. Uh, Proteus, the game that I bought like a month ago, is finally officially out. Officially. Now you can legally buy it. It's like a, it's an old school uh, first person shooter game. And it basically released and then was taken off the shop. And I got it because I bought it right when it came out. And then they took it away for like weeks because there were bugs in it or whatever. And now it's, now you can buy it for real. It finally came out. Did yours, did your version update? Have you tried to play it since? Uh, It updated last week, but I haven't played it since. Okay. I remember it updated well, last week, but but now it's out. No, I mean I paid for it. They shouldn't block me out of it. <laughs> but oh, right, it wasn't. the update was like to block out the people who mistakenly got it. Why why would they punish people that that buy it when it I comes out at the very? I'm just, that's, that's just what I'm wondering. I'm saying you're like, punishing the dedicated fans like me, the ones that were waiting yeah. for when it came out, and I bought it well, maybe, right when it came it out. Happen, so. but I'm just I mean, didn't it, wasn't the reason they waited to release it because of a game breaking bug? Yeah, they said there was some. Lines. They said there was some bug in there, but I didn't find anything. And so, in order in for your version to run on the Switch, you needed the the patch. Yeah, from what I read, when they pulled it from the eShop, they were just going to, anybody who bought the game early, like me, was just going to get an updated version whenever it released. 
they would just automatically update to whatever that whatever that new version is. So so I should be fine. I already mentioned that Resident Evil 2 and 3 demos are available to play now, the cloud versions. I think um, I want to get Totally Accurate Battle Simulator. Uh, ten, totally Accurate Battle Simulator is coming out this week as well. That was I've one, heard a lot about this game over the years, and I've, I really enjoyed Goofy Physics games. Yeah, that was one that we saw in one of the directs, or maybe it was one of the um, Day of the Devs thing or something. I know I saw stuff from one direct thing. Anyway, it's finally coming out. It's coming out like Thursday, I think. But yeah, it's a, it's you know Goofy... Yeah, like you're saying, goofy, goofy physics. Uh, it's twenty bucks. I think it's on sale. Actually, I think it's like seventeen ninety nine or something like that. It's a couple bucks off. One of those like release sales. I remember that being an indie game that we had talked about before. Yeah, all the all the characters look weird, and it's sort of. I'm not sure how the actual gameplay of it is, but I remember you being interested in it at one point, John. Also, uh, how to say goodbye. That was another like indie one that I thought looked really cool. Um, and that's twelve ninety nine. I remember talking about it with whatever. That might have been a Day of the Devs thing. Uh, Samurai Collection, I put that on there because it looked like something something John would be into. It's a beat-em-up. It's like two Samurai beat-em-up games that you get in a collection for nine ninety nine. These are older games? These are older I've games never heard of packaged Samurai. together. I hadn't heard of them either. They're called like Samurai. Was it like first, first Samurai and Second Samurai is what they're called, the games. When did they come out? I don't know. But they look like they were like late 80s early 90s i think they they look like they look they kind of look like crude uh, genesis games almost from what like second genesis type games is what i got from it uh harvestella as we mentioned is coming out on friday for full price 60 bucks and it takes two it's coming out on the same day as well 39.99 on switch i saw i got some decent reviews i don't know too much stuff too much stuff coming out mario party one and two have been added to the nintendo switch online of course and i put this on here for you as well john just because you were looking for it but the uh, Atari 50th Anniversary Edition the uh, is coming out on the 11th November, cool. November 11th. It's 40 bucks, and it has like what 100 games on it or something like that. Right. Well, like you know, it takes from 100 games to create its own whatever party game, and then uh, it, it's also done by the same guys who did um, uh, the Ninja Turtles collection and uh, and recently the Garbage Pail Kids. Is that right? Like they put together the presentation and the history of it and all that stuff. Oh, I don't know. Features. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know that. I think that's the case. Uh, digital Eclipse, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. It is Digital Eclipse. Yep. Yeah, I just remember you mentioned wanting it just because it has a lot of games in it. And some good extras. Give me some good extras and documentaries behind the scenes stuff. I'm in. So, yeah, I finally got a release date and a price. It's it's on there. I wasn't sure when it was actually going to come out. All right. Uh, what else is was, on here? It was announced uh, just yesterday that the Oregon Trail is coming to Switch. Really? Yep. Like the original, like old school uh, computer uh, PC shitty graphics one we remember in grade school or whenever we played it game. I think it's a remake with like black and I'm white. Double checking right now. Yeah, it looks like they've got um, at least you know the, the thumbnail looks more modern. That's yeah, modern twist on the trials and tribulations of the road to Oregon. This, uh, this official successor to the global phenomenon will immerse players in exhilarating journeys. Blah 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 blah. So yeah, it's it's a, a modern take. I would say was, boring. wasn't <laughs> wasn't there like multiple wasn't there multiple versions of Oregon Trail to begin with? There was like an all text yeah. one, and there was another one, and yeah, it goes way back to the seventies, I think. Yeah. I never, I never really played those games. I just heard people talk about. I them. had it at school. I remember 
Yeah, we had we boring not playing it. Yeah, we had it at school too, but I just I, I had no interest in it. I was like, that game looks boring. And it was like, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, everybody died of dysentery. That's funny. You know, that's what people would make jokes about. That. That's all I really remember. Here's what I am excited for: uh, they're making they're remaking Riven, the sequel to Mist. I enjoyed that game as much as I enjoyed Mist, so I'm looking forward to playing Riven finally in full 3D. You know, before it was you know point and click and you know you automatically walk through the environments or whatever. Not true 3D, but yeah, I love I love. I don't need Oregon Trail. I just had to show that. <laughs> what do you got there? Oregon Trail. Oh, it's a portable Oregon Trail. That's right. Yeah, it's the Apple TV Oh, wow. I'm sure you play that all the time. Target exclusive. Oh, I play it every day. And you, you have the remake of Mist, right? But that's not really like a remake remake. It's just kind of like a upscaled version of the original one. It's no, on that one's a remake, too. Because that one, same thing. You can actually walk around. It's actual real 3D. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember it was on Switch. The first one was. That got, that's kind of getting me thinking, like, I should go back and actually play through Mist uh, on the Switch because I didn't really play through it. You should. Yeah, the next one is Glover. Yeah, I was excited about this because they were talking about re-releasing Glover, what, like Glover on 64 as a cartridge? Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's coming to Switch, which is all I really cared about. I don't want to buy it on 64, but... Yeah, Glover is like a weird uh, a weird little, little game that came out on Nintendo 64 where you play as a giant glove. Uh, there's a ball there, too. Um, I don't know. All these years, I was never aware of the Glover love, but I guess people do love this game. A lot of people like it. Yeah, they, a lot of people say it's like really good. I, I never got, I never got a cartridge version of it, but I always kind of wanted to play it. And I see it as not being any. It, it can't be more than like ten bucks or something on Switch. So I, I know he disappointed his dad when he made this game. Danny Glover. No, uh, the the hamburger helper guy. Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I was just interested to see it on there. And I'm like, hey, finally, Glover on Switch. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't that been talked about for a really long time? Yeah, about bringing Glover back. I hope that it uses the. Um, I hope it uses the Nintendo 64 controllers because that would really be a shame the if they're glove. not in there. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't care about the Power Glove. I mean, Power Glove's not a 64 thing. I wanted to use the 64 controllers that we have, so that it is a 64 game. I'm excited for this one. The uh, the developer of Hitman Three has released. A gameplay video revealing Freelancer in depth. This looks like a really cool, cool mode. It's going to add a lot of meat to the game. I mean, I've already played almost 500 hours of that game, and uh, this is going to definitely push it over the edge. So that will be, you know, I, I come back into Hitman in seasons. You know, it'll I'll take a month off or so, and then I'll go back in for two or three months, and this will be another two or three months for me playing Freelancer mode. Which is basically like a roguelike thing where uh, you you're tracking uh, one sort of big bad boss through multiple locations, and whereas in the usual Hitman mode, you have like sort of a dossier on who you're who you're you're there to kill. Here, you don't really know, and uh, there are certain like henchmen in the initial couple of levels. You have to suss things out and figure out who the henchmen are ultimately going down that trail will lead you to the the final big bad and see it just seems like a really cool remix of a game that i'm very familiar with at this point i'm excited for it for a game that you've played 2023 definitely played a lot of yep that plus there's the home base where you can collect your your wares you start out with next to nothing and 
in the in the traditional Hitman games, you find your weapons here and there, or you, know, you pick them up from the enemies, and and uh, or you can actually you start out with the loadout screen. You can select your which weapons you you want for that level. Uh, this you start out with pretty much nothing, and you build your arsenal throughout the 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 round. That's an exciting twist on it. I'm looking forward to it. What do you guys think about Octopath Traveler 2 uh, and the evolved use of HD2D? Have you guys seen this article? They go in a little bit more in-depth into how they've brushed up on the look of the sequel. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence of, about Octopath Traveler 2 because I didn't really like one that much. and I know Jeremy played a lot of it, not, not to not to your own joy. Did you Did you play any of Octopath, Johnny? I did actually. Yeah, I played it to completion. Did you like the first one? I yeah, I had a good time with it. Okay, yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I I couldn't quite get into it. I guess I I liked the way it looked, but it, it was a lot of it was the story. I didn't like how the characters yeah. did, didn't interact with each other. I felt that was kind of weird. I liked Bravely Default yes. too. I play I beat that one. Oh, I beat it the first credits. I know there's second credits, but but yeah, I had yeah, a hard time getting into the first one. Too. Yeah. But uh, what, how do you feel about the second one? Are you excited about that? I'm looking forward to it. Um, I kind of want to hear a little bit more about it before I decide. But yeah, I'll probably be into it. <laughs> I mean, it's coming out like the beginning of the year is pretty loaded for Switch. So yeah. Yeah, like around February. Yeah. I think it looks good. I think. I mean, I think the graphics look good on it. Yeah, and then I love the music from the original uh, first game. Oh, the music's so. ex- the music is excellent for sure. I, I agree with that. I just had a hard time getting into the story story of it, and I thought Fair. the bat- I thought the battles were a little slow, like the battle system was a little slow. And also, it's like a hundred hour game, <laughs> you know. But I mean, uh, I mean, a lot of the RPGs that I like are hundred hour games, so I can't really say anything. From trying to get into Xenoblade, well, I am into Xenoblade Chronicles Three, but trying to get through Persona Five as well, which is another hundred plus hour game. I mentioned this earlier in the episode, but Sabotage Studios announced today that we're going to get some Sea of Stars news tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, you may have heard the news already. Whatever it is, getting an update on this game is a pretty cool thing because uh, we are nearing the release date. Isn't it coming out like early next year? Yeah, well, they, it was supposed to come out this year, but they pushed it forward. And this is by the same people who did The Messenger, which uh, we all really game liked. Game of the year 2018. Yeah, we really enjoyed The Messenger. It was our game of the year for that year. Yeah. And uh, I liked it so much that I kickstarted it, or I put it into the Kickstarter. I paid enough to where I got the, where I get the soundtrack for free as well. And you get so your name on a tombstone, right? My name's on a tombstone also, yeah. Well, it's our name, actually. It's Nintendo Main. It's on a tombstone. Yay, we're on a tombstone. So that's what I chose. Rest to put in on peace. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm interested to see more stuff about it. I mean, I, I, I'm like, what else can you tell me other than release date is really what I want to know, you know? Or maybe... Well, they haven't, they haven't maybe, given a whole, like, a real trailer of the game since, like, basically the announcement, right? Yeah, I mean, I've seen, like, little bits of it, like, little pieces of the... And I'm sure you've seen some of this, too, Johnny. Yeah, the Sea of Stars kind of looks a lot like Chrono Trigger. I mean, they're kind of, like, trying to get that art style. Plus, of course, it has a, uh, like we were saying earlier, uh, Yasunori Mitsuda is doing the soundtrack also of right. Mario Party 1 fame. So, <laughs> so yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. But, you know, I'm interested to see what they show of it. I've, I've seen, I've just seen little bits of it and everything I see, I was like, oh, this is cool. I mean, it's just, I, I already, I already paid for it. Like, I already get it for free through Kickstarter. So, I don't have to worry about getting it. I just want it to come out at some point. 
so I can play it. We got a big anniversary. It has been on on November first. It's been fifteen years since Super Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy One, yeah, that blew my mind because that I don't know, that game still to me is, it was so inventive, such a cool reinvention of of Mario three D games. It just seems still new to me. Running around on the planets, you know, upside down and all different directions. That still seems so playful, so inventive, so new that I'm like 15 years, really? Wow. I mean, it doesn't feel that new to me because it's a Wii game and it's been like, it's like multiple, multiple generations ago, you know? Sure. <laughs> so. But I think the, the gameplay is just so fresh and evergreen that uh, it, it just gives off the sense of being something new. The gravity mechanics yeah, not anymore. I was going to say, and Mario Galaxy 2 was a... Because I saw this was when it was a November game, and I guess I didn't remember when Mario Galaxy 1 was released. But I remember when Mario Galaxy 2 was released because it was released around my birthday. And uh, I'm right. It came out on the 23rd. Well, right when that I turned... It was 2010, right? It was right exactly. when I turned 30. Yeah, it was, like a, it was like a few days after I turned 30. And I thought that was a great 30th birthday gift to me. I was like, hey, Mario Galaxy 2. That was my favorite one of the two of them. But yeah, 15 years. For your 40th, you get, or I guess for my 40th, I get uh, the Mario movie. <laughs> well, I mean, you'll turn 40 <laughs> much, much, much before. <laughs> for your 40th birthday, you get uh, Dragon Quest Treasures. It's coming out like the week after. I'll treasure it. I think it's pretty cool. This is really cool. Briefly, uh, someone remade the original Zelda in VR. This is a video from John Riggs, and he kind of goes through. Um, yeah, I think it's the Oculus Quest 2. It's a Doom mod. Nice. Someone modded Doom to be Zelda. It looks fantastic. It's just cool to look around and see. You know, you got your blocky NES bushes and you know, blocking the way they peek around the corner and you can see the 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 uh, the dungeon off around the edge that you you know from a top-down perspective you wouldn't have that that sort of uh, advantage. It's just it's neat to see. Zelda in VR, the original one. It's well done. Yeah, I think I saw some of this somewhere. Um, yeah, where you can kind of walk around and and all the original uh, enemies are just kind of are kind of more three D. And yeah, it does kind of remind me. Kind of looks more like a Wolfenstein, I guess, of, of that time of uh, right of like the um the, the you know very pixely characters and all that. It's very very I like it very wobbly. At the top of the video, you know, start of the game, the iconic moment where you're going into the cave to get the sword and like just watch that part of the video if nothing else it's just interesting to see him walk into the cave and then go down the stairs and there's the old man with the sword and all that stuff the uh the thing that actually kind of caught me that i thought was like kind of seemed weird was the way that the because like the sword the way they do the sword attack they like swipe down and then the sword shoots from it i always thought that you were poking it and you're shooting it that way so that kind of took me out of it like, because the original top-down Zelda, yeah, you're poking like this. You're not doing this. So I was like, I was like, that doesn't make that. me actually feel like I'm the original Link sprite there. I feel like you stuck in some uh, animation from, uh, I don't know, from like uh, Oblivion or something like that. And the, the the model of the arm that you're swinging around, it doesn't match the environment. I wish they would go with some pixelated. It's not a Link arm in any way. That's what I'm saying. It looks like no. it's from another game. Where they just kind of like colored the sword a little bit, it's like but a Skyrim muscly arm or something. Yeah, that's what I was saying, like a, like Oblivion like or, or like, Skyrim Ooh. or something. Yeah. Or it didn't it didn't seem right to me. I was like, shouldn't it be 
Shouldn't you be stabbing? Like, is I don't know. Right. I always thought that you were stabbing. That's the only Zelda. thing. Other than that, it looks great. But the sprites look good. But yeah, the actual sword is like, uh, okay, weird. And the same thing, this is also really cool. Retro um, mods and all that stuff. Someone has made an accordion from two Commodore 64s. It's the sounds heavy. Commodorean. Commodorean. That sounds heavy. Yeah. And it's, it's two Commodore 64s and then the the um, you know stretchy part in the middle Bellows. is made from floppy disks. <laughs> yeah. It looks I'm looking at it right now, it looks incredibly heavy. I want to see Weird Al play it. I was going to say speaking of accordions, like aren't we isn't like the Weird Al movie supposed to be on Friday? Soon? Uh does anybody know how to watch anything on Roku? Because Roku I can't channel. I can't get the app on my phone. I couldn't find it. You can it. get it on your iPad or or whatever. But not my yeah, phone. You don't download I need it on my phone so I can watch it on the TV. I'm just saying I couldn't find I couldn't find a Ro- I couldn't yeah. find a Roku streaming service. I found about a million apps for a Roku remote to control a Roku thing, but yeah. not anything to actually watch anything on there. You get it on is it Amazon Fire Stick and and uh, of course if you have a Roku box, anybody's got one of those. I just want to down, just, there, but, just let you download yeah. it on your phone and Chromecast it. Like that's the way it should be. Yeah, you can. It's got to get an iPhone. Find somebody with an iPhone. I, I have an iPhone. It's right. It's right here. I should be able to download Roku. I'll tell you, but I I downloaded the Roku app. Okay, on mine, so I'll try to look for it again. I couldn't. I, could, I couldn't find it. Then you can watch Ted Lasso's. That that's on Apple TV. That's a different thing. Oh, that's not the same thing at all, is it? No, I don't think anything's been on Roku TV, <laughs> as far as I know. I was just thinking that we were talking about Apple devices. That's why I got confused. I watched. I watched Apple TV. I watched Severance. That show, that show was great. I love that show. Really good, yeah. Quickly, uh, the publishers behind Gimmick, they put out a poll on Twitter, or a request, rather, asking for ideas of what retro IP they should bring back next. So anybody's got any thoughts or ideas? You know, I once had a, a dream that somebody would bring Gimmick Batman. to the Switch, <laughs> and they, they did it. So these are the guys. Any long shot ideas? Uh, uh, but they're not talking about direct Sunsoft stuff, right? Because I mean, when I they're think about any, anything, I mean, when I think obviously, when I saw the Sunsoft direct, I wanted them to re-release the Sunsoft Batman NES game. That'd be cool. But I know there's like a there's copyright and licensing and all that involved. With that. I think what they should do with that is just put out a Batman collection the same way they did with the the Ninja Turtles. I know the Ninja Turtles ones were all Konami, so that'd be a little bit easier. But Warner Brothers could certainly use their muscle and pull something together like that. A Batman collection, retro Batman video games. Yeah. Come on, do that. I would get that. I mean, if it had like Batman Returns, the Super Nintendo Genesis beat em up and like, or like the, the Batman, the animated series game for Super Nintendo. That'd be sweet. Or I'd play like, even like the GameCube Batman games, you know, which I'd play those, even though they're not that great. But I thought the first one was okay. Like the very, the very first like Batman animated series one was all right. I played it when I, when we first like, Got a hold of the GameCube. This next one's for my fellow FMV fans out there. We got one more for the library. Sega's lost erotic thriller FMV game has been found. I had not heard of this game before, but it's called Sacred Pools. It was never released. It was a $3 million project, pretty expensive for a game from 1996 or 7, around that era. Um, coming out, It was supposed to come out for the Saturn. But we all know how that went, and they ended up canning the game. So uh, you can now download it for free. Whoever found the, the demo, they kindly posted it online. So go check out Sacred Pools. Three million. I mean, that's... Try to find a way to download it. That's a lot for mid-90s, I think. 
Right. That's a, that's a pretty big. I mean, it's a pretty big budget. Right. Yeah, I know you love that FMV stuff, so you check it's it out. I want them all. Give me an FMV collection. Somebody pull all those shitty games together in one easy <laughs> to buy yet uh, hard to play package. Once again, uh, licensing. I mean, you wouldn't be able to get like the rogue was what like the the whatever they were called the Star Wars games that were FMV on on play. I mean, Disney owns that shit on uh, on PC. Uh, Rebel Alliance. That's what I was trying to think of. Rebel Alliance Two. That was all FMV. If you ever played that on PC, like that wouldn't make it in there because of Disney owning shit. The last one on our news here. This is for all the dreamers out there. People who ever wanted to do something big, but maybe maybe it took you a little too long. Uh, Dwarf Fortress, which has been developed in development for twenty years, finally hits Steam next month. And Jeremy, you have some kind of experience with this game. You watched a documentary or something about this game? I, yeah, I don't really have an experience with it, but I watched some. I've looked up some stuff on it. Um, it's it's pretty fascinating from what I remember. I think it was two brothers, if I remember correctly, who just like kind of developed it together. And um, yeah, they they've just been working on it all this time. But they made a lot of it open source, and that's the the dude who made Minecraft Notch. Oh, was 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 a big fan of this game, and yeah. it was a huge inspiration to Minecraft. Oh, okay, and so it's crazy, crazy to think yeah. Minecraft is old. Yeah, and Minecraft was a, a open source for a while too, like for a few years. Like a lot of things changed those first couple of years, and it didn't actually hit. So it like came out in like the early two thousand nine um, for the beta, and then the official release of it I don't think was until late two thousand eleven. And uh, yeah, by then it. So yeah, it was just. I think that Minecraft probably wouldn't exist without Dwarf Fortress. Is kind of kind of what I sort of gathered from what I researched, but I could be wrong. It might have been one of those things where Notch was being interviewed, and he said that specifically, and that's how I remember it. But uh, Notch is dummy. Yeah, Notch is kind of... he did make <laughs> Minecraft, though. He's become kind of toxic, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't heard anything about or, him for a while, so he's, I think he, he's kind just of he's kind funny, of maybe. pulled back into the bushes, Homer style. <laughs> kind of disappeared. Yeah. Do you think we get this game, Jeremy? No. The 20-plus year dwarf thing? I mean, I don't know. So, like I said, I, I mean, I don't want to be like, I guess I could have done some research, but yeah, uh, from what I remember, it was all like GUI, like, um, it's just like, a, it's not quite ASCII, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. symbols, and you're supposed to know what everything means based on their juxtaposition to the other symbols, maybe like almost like a much more complicated minesweeper kind of thing. Very technical. Yeah, it's like a grid and... um yeah, that was like as far as I know, that was most of the representation of the game was all in these. Yeah, I mean, these two brothers got it going, and you know they they made it fun, and it picked up enough that it, it's existed this long. And I guess this version is going to have like a graphical overhaul and some other stuff. I don't know what that means, but yeah, I guess I'll at least follow it because I mean, there's an audience for any game, I guess. Really, like maybe this will be something fun to watch other people play or something. It looks very I just com- thought because it was it, it inspired Minecraft and you liked Minecraft so much. Yeah, it's and much I go in and out of Minecraft <laughs> like you do, Hitman. Um, it's much different with, with much much bigger wave like spaces between the waves. Much much different than Minecraft. It looks very. I mean, it looks very complicated from what I'm seeing on it right here. But I mean, it's been in development for like 20 years, so it should be complicated, right? Mm-hmm. By the time it comes out. All right, and I think that's and I think that's that for the news. Um, Thank you so much for joining us, Johnny. Uh, let everybody yeah. know again uh, where they can find you on the internet. 
Uh, yeah, so um, you can find me at Johnny Silent, uh, J-O-H-N-N-Y Silent on Twitter. I'm on Twitch sometimes. Um, I have a little Instagram where I post art. Uh, <laughs> that's that's also, I think there's a link on my Twitter. So oh, I was going to say, by, by the way, those those pumpkins that you did look, look like insane. Like they look they look really good. Oh, thanks. Like the ones you yeah, carve, like, I do uh, that every year. It's a, I, I, I carved, I carved a pumpkin, but not, I mean, you did it to where you like kind of, it's like much so more detailed. It. Like the one, uh, it's like a, it's supposed to be like the doom demon, right? The, the one. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. There's one that's the, um, cause you have the Kirby one, which is your icon, but you also have, I don't know if any of you here, anybody's seen this, but. That oh, is, yeah. Whoa, that is like, badass. that is like, <laughs> that is Thanks. insane. Yeah. No, that's so good, man. Yeah, no. It's very very cool. I've never made a I've never made a, a pumpkin of that much detail. So thanks. Hats, yeah. off, hats off to you. Yeah, it looks it looks very cool. Yeah, it was nice to meet you, Johnny. Thanks for coming on and uh, basically covering our asses since we didn't have anything to say about Bayonetta three just yet. And uh, <laughs> you've definitely convinced me to give it a try. I probably not going to right away, but I will have my eye on a sale maybe sometime around the holidays or something. I'll grab this for myself. Yeah, I recommend it. You'll probably be able to get, uh, like we were talking about physical earlier, but I'm sure there'll be a cheap physical version of it, maybe Black Friday, like maybe through Amazon or something like that. I don't know, is what I feel like. I, I, I still want to play it. Like I, I've heard like a lot of really good, it's been getting a lot of really good reviews. And it's it's just, it, it kind of came out, like I just bought Nier and I've like only played like 10 hours of Nier. And then Bayonetta comes out like right there. And it's like, well, I already kind of have Nier, which is a similar, like, I don't know. It's platinum. It was just right yeah, in the middle. It was just right ones. in the middle of all this other stuff. Like right at the. I mean, we did an episode about like all the stuff remaining at the end of the year for Switch, and it's just like one. You know, it's like one after one after after another. Like they're really just banging out the hits here at the end. So it's hard to keep up if you actually want to kind of tr- try to play them all. You know, like it's you know because like I said, we got Harvestella coming, and then we got Pokemon, and then we got fucking Dragon Quest, and. Not to mention all the Resident Evil clouds in between and all that. Like, there's still plenty of stuff coming to Switch, like through the end of the year, and Sifu and Sonic Frontiers and whatever else. But thanks so much, thanks so much for joining us on here. Uh, if you want to, if you want to find our Twitter, uh, you can find Jeremy and I at Jeremy's at JMaxStack, and I'm at Nintendo underscore Domain on Twitter. Um, also, Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Domain Podcast. Uh, if you miss my stream of. Uh, of uh, Resident Evil Village, I put it up on YouTube on youtube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Uh, it's like the first three hours of that game. If you want to see how it plays on Switch, you can check it out on there. I put it up there because there's really not, there's only like one other video that, that put up uh, like a long uh, gameplay footage of, of Resident Evil Village. And I watched that one and I was like, well, I should put one up too. So if you want to watch me kind of fumble through the controls for the first uh, three hours, it's on there. You can check it out. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to uh, episode 345. Uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. John Nitter. And our special guest. Johnny Silent. And thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Adios. See ya.